You are listening to Power of Three with podcast hosts Richie Woods and Tom Capone. When things go badly for other people, many of us feel empathy. Some of us may reach into our wallets. A smaller number of us are moved to action. Tommy Marr constitutes a different category altogether. When Tom sees people in need, he takes it upon himself to make a difference. Service to others is nothing new to Tom. He's been a volunteer firefighter for the South Hempstead Fire Department for 34 years and for the last 14 been its fire commissioner. He has volunteered to help at Ground Zero after 9-11, delivered food in the aftermath of Hurricane Sandy, and helped out in Houston after the devastating effects of Hurricane Harvey. On October 1st, 2017, a gunman opened fire into a crowd of people gathered to watch a concert at the Route 91 Harvest Festival in Las Vegas, Nevada. It was the deadliest mass shooting by a lone gunman in the history of the United States. 58 people died, hundreds were injured. Tom, a man who feels deeply. When this heartbreaking event occurred, he wished to make a difference. He decided to perform random acts of kindness in the home neighborhood of each of the 58 victims of the Las Vegas tragedy. He had bracelets made engraved with the names of each victim and would perform an act of kindness for each with the request that people on the receiving end would in turn complete an act of kindness. Listen as Tom tells us about his motivation, his mission, and the reaction of people whom he met during his 18-day cross-country journey. Tom left a mark on people in many communities and, in turn, left his mark on our country. Hearing Tom recount his story was emotional, but left us with a feeling of hope as we felt firsthand the words that Tom lives by. Believe there is good in the world. Tom, your story is fascinating and compelling. And it's not something that you hear every day. There are many people who want to do good things in the world and maybe will take out their wallet and make a donation or maybe do things in a small way, um, regardless of the amount of compassion that they have. But you were compelled uh, to do the pay-it-forward work that you did um, after losing a friend at Ground Zero uh, and your work as a volunteer fireman, you know, shows that you're a person who gives of himself. But one question that I have is, what influenced you uh, to become the man that you are? You know, what part of it maybe was your upbringing? Is some of it innate? Were there people in your life who modeled a kind of behavior that drew you to this? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say, I would, I would say that, um, you know, growing up, I always had a love for people, you know, um, always felt just naturally to just want to help, um, ever since I was little. Um, but as I got older, it kind of, kind of worked the opposite for me because as I got older, uh, my father, he, kind of did our family wrong um and you know left my mom in a really bad spot and he really taught me how not to treat people 
And, and I knew that after learning and going through that feeling, how, how much that hurt that, uh, I want, I was definitely going to make sure that I would never treat anybody like that. And, and, uh, it, you know, it, I guess, I guess it made me take it a step further and go out of my way to make sure that, you know, I made people feel good. Tommy, one of the things that uh, Rich and I felt very strongly about is that we look for people to have conversations with us as part of our Power of Three podcast, and we look for those who have made a difference or who is making a difference in the lives of others. And um, we have found in those that we've interviewed that they have a certain philosophy or a certain uh, approach to a certain vision to what they're doing with their lives. And one of the things I just want to share, and then we'll get back to to the point I'm going to make here, you came and started by presenting to us uh, a sign that, that, that reads, believe there is good in the world. And that sounds like, like the best philosophy there can be, believe there is good in the world. Um, is that something that you've always felt or something that evolved? Or Talk a, a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always felt that way. Um, and also, as you see, the, the capitalized... Uh, message there too saying be the good mm-hmm. oh, yeah. um so that it, there's two messages in that one you know in that one sentence that one phrase um yeah i you know just a little story backstory about that sign um so that sign was uh initially started out as a 12 by 12 real uh big metal sign um they're all made in southern iowa uh, in honor of a woman named Carly Crimebaum, uh, mother of two, um, she went to the Vegas concert with her be- two best friends. Uh, she never left the state in her life. She was born and raised in Sutherland, Iowa. Went to the concert, and never made it home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her best friend worked at the metal factory, and when I was, you know, driving across the country, she had asked me to stop there and see her. So when I stopped there, they had a whole stack of these signs. Actually, they made 58 of them in honor of the 58 people. But be the good is something that Carly would often say. And they gave all the signs to me and said, give these to whoever you think should have one. So, um, yeah, so I I brought them home. And I'm like, wow, you know, what am I going to do with these signs? And I was coming across people that were shot. Uh, people that lost family members, you know, via Facebook and, and Instagram. And I would just, I would just go to, uh, you know, the UPS store after I got their address and I would just mail it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're talking about like $25 every time I walked in that store. Mm-hmm. And now we're in excess of, I've kept asking them for more and I've mailed out about probably 200 um so you could do the math on that (laughs) right and where i'm not independently wealthy right but all i could tell you is that every time i walked in that ups store it just felt like it was for free Mm -hmm. and that i this is just what i'm supposed to do right and that's why i did it tommy i was going to ask you a question also about you being on the receiving end of a random act of kindness i think this might constitute an act of kindness that was sent your way that has really Helped you to pay it forward also? Absolutely. Have have there been other examples of you being on the receiving end for the good work that you're doing, the amazing work that you're doing? Well, I could tell you, the the receiving end is people that believe in what I'm doing and they support me 
financially um, because it, it does become expensive, you know, mm-hmm. but it would always happen, you know, at the right time, the right moment, somebody would show up and they'd hand me money. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would never solicit people for it, um, but somehow, some way, it would always make its way to me. Perhaps divine intervention? Well, I mean, that's the way I well, like to look we, at it. Um, you know, there's no coincidences. There's no accidents. Right. Well, I, I shared that. We read the, uh, yeah. the story about the casino where you walked in and you were about even. And then what happened? When, as you said, I'm done for today. Well, I was about to go home. Well, here's what. Let me just start from before I even got there. Um, so I had $1,000 in my pocket. And this is when I was doing the original trip, the Honor 58, where I was going to drive across the country. Now, picture this. $1,000 cash in your pocket, and you think you're going to drive across the country. <laughs> like, I can't even explain it. It, right. I just wasn't worried about it. I didn't have nothing was mapped out. Mm-hmm. I just had every town, right. and I'm just going to show up. It's like the loaves and the fishes. We, well, got, it, we got a couple really, of loaves of bread and some fish. Yeah. We're going to feed everybody. It doesn't matter, right? <laughs> so... I'm sitting at home, and it, it was a Tuesday morning. It was about 10 o'clock in the morning, and I was supposed to leave the following Tuesday. It was actually election day that I left. And um, I'm sitting there, and I'm getting this, this like, feeling, not an urge, but this feeling that, and something just telling me, go to resorts, which is at Aqueduct, yeah. right? Okay. <laughs> so I, I'm, like, I'm fighting with myself. I'm like, no, this is crazy. All I have is this $1,000. I can't lose it. There's not... And something, just this overwhelming feeling, I got to go. So I went. And now when I get there, I'm like, oh, geez, maybe I should have wore a hat. And people are going to think I got a problem. I'm here at like 1030 in the morning (laughs) on a Tuesday, right? So I just was very careful. I was very anxious because I didn't want to lose that money that I had. And um, like I said, I I was up and down, right? I I, I lost. I won. And finally, I was back even. And I looked at the clock. I'm like, I've been here two hours I said, let me go. Let me get out of here. So as I'm walking out, and I know people have said this before, the machine was calling me, you know? (laughs) As I was walking, I was a foot past it, and something just told me, just go sit down. I sat down. It was a penny machine. I sat down, and I hit it for $2,500, and like five spins (laughs) in, and then took the money, and I left. Now, this happened to me again in illinois where same thing uh two people were with me on this trip we as we're driving back to the house now they have a casino there it's called hollywood casino as we're driving back to the house uh where we stayed the airbnb the whole time back i'm being i'm just being told you got to go back you got to go back so I dropped them off. I said, yeah, I'm just going to take a ride. Like, I, I'm embarrassed. Like, I'm like, well, people are going to think I got a problem. <laughs> so I, I drop them off. I leave. I tell you, I'm in there five minutes, $2,500, this machine. <laughs> it paid for the whole trip wow. of being there. Right. And, you know, I, I can't explain it. Tommy, was there a, a moment that, that crystallized your thinking for you when you said, this is what I'm going to do? This is how I'm going to try to bring about good in the world. Was there an exact moment that you can Yeah, it was the, it was actually the very first stop on that Honor 58 trip, um, Shippensburg, Pennsylvania. After, uh, 
after the Vegas shooting, um, I just felt very compelled to to want to do something. And and actually at that time, um, there was just a very bad climate in our country in general. Mm-hmm. Um, every, I mean, I heard of friends that they were friends, lifetime friends that weren't friends anymore because someone voted for somebody. Right, right. <laughs> You know, and it was just craziness, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, um, but a lot of that went on and, and still, goes, and on, still right? goes on. Right? right. So, and I'm thinking to myself, this just doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, I knew I wanted to try and do something a little more than just, you know, give money to a fund to help people that were affected by this whole thing. And one day I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you exactly where I was. I was in the shower and then, like, where all all our best ideas come, right? When we're in the shower, right. so I'm um, I'm in the shower, and all of a sudden, this this idea came to me and said, "You you should drive to every town that each person's from, and honor them uh, by doing good deeds or good things for people, and hopefully, you could find someone that will be willing to pass it along." So. Uh, I came up with that idea, and then as you time passes, you start to doubt yourself, and then you start to think, "All right, people are going to think I'm crazy. No one's going to believe in this, and they're going to think, uh, you know, that this this guy's nuts." You know. How much time elapsed between that moment when you started figuring out this uh-huh. is my plan, when you actually started? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, just short of a month. So you had a month to think about it. Yeah, so it it pretty much, that idea came to me pretty much right after this happened, Mm -hmm. this event happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, it was about a month to the day almost that uh, I then got on the road and went. What was your wife's reaction when you told her what your plan was? Oh, well, where do you hear this? (laughs) (laughs) And you're retired, so you had a little bit of freedom. Correct. I mean, I still fire commissioner, you know, with the fire department here. And still father of... Young father, kids. yeah, father, right. three kids at the time, 16, 15, and 14, you know, when I did this. Um, but, uh, well, here's, here's what my biggest mistake of the whole thing is that um, I was afraid to tell my wife <laughs> because I knew how long I would be gone. Right. You know, I knew this wasn't going to be, you know, five days. You know, this was going to take a long time. So, how long did you envision it being? I'll, three weeks, okay. you know, it ended mm-hmm. up being just short of that, mm-hmm. 18 days. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kept hemming and hawing. All right, I'll tell her on, on tomorrow. <laughs> All right, I'll tell her right when we're at dinner on Saturday. I'll tell her. Uh, and I just kept putting it off and putting it off. Meanwhile, I'm asking friends all around me, hey, what do you think of this idea? And they're telling me, oh, this is great, this and that, that, that. And so I decide, you know, it'd be a good idea. You know what? Let me send it to her in an email. (laughs) Bad idea. (laughs) Don't ever send your wife an email with an idea. Um, And the reason why I did that was because, you know, uh, she works a lot. And I figured, you know, that's kind of like her atmosphere. But it was stupid. It was a bad idea. But it's the truth, right? So, and, and, um, you know, of course, I you know had to apologize up and down for that. And um, you know, she, uh, aside from me being an idiot, right? She um, she really liked the idea and believed in it, and she thought it would be it would be great uh, to take my daughter and her friend 
Now they couldn't come the whole time because they right. had school, mm -hmm. but it'd be good for them to come and experience, um, you know, what we were about to do. But that's an experience she will never forget. Oh no, it was her college essay, as a matter of fact, mm -hmm. wow. um, and and she came with me to Santa Fe also. So she, yeah, she had some great experiences uh, doing this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, better lessons than she could have had in school anyway. those days for sure. Yeah. Correct. Right. Yes. So, um, you know, we we left. I I could tell you, um, we left on election day, and you want to say about me kind of being sure 100% that this mm -hmm. is the right thing to do and we should be doing it. I wasn't. I wasn't sure. Um, I left my house still like, you know, nervous about it mm -hmm. and not really knowing the reaction I was going to get from it, you know. Um, you know, because people in in a, a situation like this and even after September 11th, like when when bad things like that happen – People see it as an opportunity right. to capitalize for themselves, mm -hmm. and and people have been exposed to that, so they're very leery of someone they don't even know shows up and they you right. know they're doing things for, you know for them right? right. So that that was my fear, um, but when I went to Shippensburg, Pennsylvania, which was a very first stop, it was uh, a, a guy by the name of Bill Wolf Jr. who was who was killed in Vegas. Um, I think he he was a he was a, a father and a husband. He had a couple of kids, and so here's this town of twenty thousand people, and we pull up into this town. It was like eleven o'clock in the morning. It's raining, and it's like a ghost town. There's nobody around, mm -hmm. and we're like, oh god, you know this this sounded great on paper, but now what do we do? So we had um, bracelets with the person's name on it, and it said Honor Fifty Eight. And we would show up, do the act of kindness, and then hand the bracelet to someone and be willing to continue, you know, uh, mm -hmm. honoring the person. So we get there, and I'm looking around for people. I don't know what to do. And, and I turned to the girls, and I said, look, let's go into that laundromat and, and the dry cleaner. They were attached. So I said, we'll go in there. We'll go to the laundromat. We'll tape envelopes to all the washing machines to pay for every wash. In honor of Bill, and we would write on the envelope his name, and mm -hmm. you know, um, and that he was one of the people from Vegas that was that was killed. Um, so, but before we did that, we wanted to talk to an owner or a manager. We didn't want to just start taping right. things, you know. Right. So I find the owner. He comes out, and we're talking. And again, it's a town of twenty thousand people. Me and him are just talking, and I'm kind of explaining to him what I'm doing and, and why I want to do it. And he's kind of looking at me funny, like sideways. Like, he's waiting for me to say, uh, and if you give me a donation, like, right, I could just right, tell. Right. Like, he mm -hmm. thought I was soliciting him. Mm -hmm. So then I show him the bracelet with the name on it. I said, it's for Bill, and we just want to do it to honor him. And he just kind of looked at me, and he's like, that's my friend. Oh, he, he said... <laughs> He said, I've been looking after his family since he was killed. Wow. God. So <clears throat> at that moment, I knew that, uh, you know, this is... This is the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it still it gets me emotionally still mm -hmm. to, today I'm, to talk I'm, about I'm, it. I'm going to say that that's probably one of dozens of stories that you have. Correct. Where people have made those connections right. that you will have with you. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. Forever. 
Um, you, you talked about the skepticism of some people. Um, where I was looking at um, a story where a woman said, I've got, I need to meet this guy. I, I need to know what, what Tommy Marr is about. And within minutes, she she knew that this was something that was coming from the heart, right. that your motives were pure. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's safe to say that's probably how you received wherever you went. Yes. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> I laugh because like, one of the toughest places to go is a police station. You know, when you want to go there and honor them. Mm-hmm. and But that's their job, right? They have to be have to skeptical. Be careful, yeah. They have to be careful. And, mm-hmm. you know, even if I, even walking in with, with my fire, fire commissioner right. shirt on, it didn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, they, they would always, but not, not all the time. But I remember one time in particular in California, this one cop, man, he questioned me. Up and down, mm-hmm. like for like ten minutes, With and the he, hot lights on you. And what? he would <laughs> he would walk out of the room and come back. He went, hold on, I'll be right back. And like, I know he's googling my name, right, you know, right, right. when he leaves oh, the yeah. room. But he still wasn't convinced. Mm-hmm. And then the switchboard, the 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 nine one one operator, got to him and said, "Hey, this guy is for real. Like uh-huh. I can tell you, I've been following him since he started, and this, you know, it just so happened." She happened to be there when I was in there, but you know, and I and I'm very patient with it because I understand, right? You sure. know, they don't right. know me, right? You know, I'm I, I don't ever get an attitude about it or get frustrated. Uh-huh. Something I didn't think of before the interview was um, with each stop that you made, like just in saying the story that you just did. Like I feel like I'm gonna cry. <laughs> you look like you got emotional. I didn't think ahead of time that I would ask this, but it's how do you? It must have been somewhat difficult to deal with that. Maybe your daughter too. Like with each, I mean, each stop is so emotional. It's not easy in that respect either. I mean, you know, you're doing something good for people. You're hoping that they pay it forward, but it seems like that would be a difficult part. And again, like when it's all over, the end feeling that you have is you know one of of, of satisfaction but day to day it must have been a it's, little bit hard with yeah, the emotions it's exhausting yeah it is yeah it does get it gets you know it weighs you down a little bit you know by the end of the day you just total completely exhausted mm-hmm. um and and also dependent on who you meet because i don't search out family members um because you know i'm not looking to to put myself in front of them, you know, I don't want to invade their space and, and their grieving time or anything like that. Um, most of the families that I've met, in fact, all of them I've met have reached out to me, you know, when they heard, you know, what it was I was doing. Um, but yes, it, it, it does get, you know, tiring. On the flip side of that though, I, I know that this is very gratifying for you to do something like this. But one of the most gratifying is that I think um, that resonated with you. It, it did when I saw this interview. Your daughter was interviewed, mm. and she was talking about her dad. And inevitably, uh. there were there were tears. Yeah, she could not be more proud of you, and that has to be something that you will you'll never forget. Also, oh no, well, no. yeah, the impact you're you're having on your family. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely has affected my daughter in a big way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my boys, you know, they're boys, <laughs> you know, right. uh, but you do, 
you know, there were shining moments where there you could see that, you know, because they do follow it too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and you do see that it does affect them also. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, none of this would be possible without my wife mm-hmm. right. and and her believing in it, and so she's very much a huge part of this as as I am. You know, have have things changed in the community after the fact now for you? Uh, yeah, I mean. Um, like what do you what do you I mean there must be some level of you know celebrity status or people well, looking at you different everybody I, knowing you and knowing what you've done I, I think um, so I mean yes you know um, like I just recently went to the high school um, and spoke to the principal about the kids taking these signs um, and putting the coloring behind it and then also like a laminated plaque that had all the kids' names from Santa Fe that that were uh, killed on that day. Mm -hmm. And it's a plaque that's laminated on the back of that sign that says, in loving memory of, and Mm -hmm. it has their school logo on it. And uh, my daughter's graduating class. They all decorated over 300 signs for their graduating class. You know, as educators, you think about all the different techniques we've learned to educate uh, children and you think that something like this supersedes what we've learned mm-hmm. like this is this is education you know that it's better than anything else that we can do in a classroom you know the way even a simple act of um decorating those signs and laminating those signs and those 300 signs i mean it's 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 unbelievable and and to think about how each person has been impacted and affected in a very positive way. And we can't tell now, you can't tell now where they're going to take it, right. how they're going to pay it forward. But you're, right. you know that it's going to be exponential and it's um, <clears throat> well, reaching back, out to, to people. Going back to the police now, um, in Simi Valley, when I was out there uh, honoring the people that were killed at, in Thousand Oaks at, at the Borderline Bar, there was also a police officer that was killed there. Um, uh-huh. Sergeant Helis, I believe was his name. And uh, so I, I had visited the Simi Valley Police Department and bought them lunch and gave them a, a, a big be the good sign. Well, uh, I want to say it was last month. They made a post themselves with that big sign. They were in a McDonald's drive-thru. They, first, they made a collection. Mm-hmm. All The whole precinct made a collection of money. They went inside McDonald's into the drive-thru. And paid for mm-hmm. everybody that came through and took that sign and were giving it to people to hold and oh. they would take a picture of them holding it. It <laughs> you know, for me to see that, it it just that mm-hmm. you know, to see that it's actually having an effect on people. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's incredible. Um, what messages, Tommy, um, do you think that you can share uh, with the community? Um, not everybody, I mean, everybody feels compelled to do something. Right. But it's very few that really take action and get in their van and travel 9,500 miles and stop all across the country to to pay it forward. Not everybody can do that. Right. What can people do? What, what message have you shared or can you share without having to get into a van? But what is it that, that, that we can do, that people in our community can do what message do you want them to take away from this you know it 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 uh it doesn't always cost money 
you know, to do something nice for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say that the two greatest forms of, um, two greatest acts of kindness are, uh, you know, understanding and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if, you know, if we could all keep that in the front of our mind, Mm-hmm. Uh, that that itself is is an act of kindness and and just being the good, um, because you never know what people are carrying around mm-hmm. with them. You know when they act a certain way or say say a certain thing. Um, you know instead of being so quick to point your finger at them and judge them, you know try to understand them first. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me that is, you know. Uh, you know, one leads to the other, right? The understanding leads to the forgiveness. Um, and of course, you know, both of those things benefit you tremendously, mm-hmm. you know, right. um, as a person. And so it's, it's like, you know, it, it's, it's just a twofold thing, right? You're, you're helping someone and then you're also helping yourself at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's like my biggest message uh, to people, um, you know, I, I tell my kids all the time: when you point your finger, there's three more pointing back at you, uh-huh. right? <laughs> but those three fingers represent a word, each one, and it's make it better. And what have you done first? Bef- pull that finger back, mm-hmm. and what have you done first to make it better? Before you then want to point your finger and, and say there's something wrong here. And uh, important message. Yeah. So. Those kinds of things are simple, right? Mm-hmm. But not, right? Mm-hmm. You know, right. you know when it when it comes to trying to understand people, sometimes right. it's not so easy. Right. We're all, we're all human, right? We're all imperfect. We right. can't always act and say, and 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 do things the way we want to, uh, all the time. So we're gonna make mistakes. We're gonna say things we don't mean to really say sometimes, mm-hmm. because we're, you know, we we do things out of a knee jerk reaction. Right. Um, but that's just the nature of being human. Right. Um, and uh, again, that's another thing to, to keep in your mind that, you know, <laughs> don't judge, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, cause we, we've all been there where we just wanted to be understood, Yeah. you know, and not judged, right, right. you know? And so now you've, um, your message is pretty powerful Have, and you've been honored um, more than once, but have you been asked to talk in, in front of groups, uh, schools, and actually, organizations? Yeah, I spoke at Oceanside High School. Did you go from Human Relations Day? Yes, was that the I day? did. Yeah. yeah, that was actually the first time, like, that I really put together, you know, a little presentation and uh, and spoke. So. Right, that's great, and I'm sure you were well received there. Oh did, yeah, it was it was a great experience. Yeah. yeah. And and that's a good thing that's done. You know, we talked before about ways to educate students, and that's one thing, well, one of many things that I think that they do well at Oceanside High School, Human Relations Day, bringing people who have more than a message about calculus or verbs <laughs> <laughs> and nouns, right, and other things in life that are very important. So I think to most people and to kids in general to really make them understand that you know, one person really can make a difference. Um, it's like that quote from John F. Kennedy, one person can make a difference and everyone should try. That's <laughs> actually on the back of right, my van. Right, I have right. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and But it's it's 100% true. Right. I mean, 
I'm living proof of that. And, and I tell people, look, look past me because it's not about me. You know, I'm just the guy that happens to have the time to do it. Right. You know, and, and that's. Well, it, it, it took tragedy to um, bring about this very intentional thought on your part to go ahead and, and do something that's going to make a difference uh, in the lives of others. But something tells me that uh, Tommy Marr is not waiting. We're not we're not looking for anything else to happen. We, of course, we, we want everybody to be safe. And mm-hmm. but <clears throat> what what do you see on the horizon for you? I mean, um, I mean, I, I'm going to. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, you know, when, when, the, and, and that's the thing too, right? Part of my message too is don't wait for the tragedy, right? you know, but unfortunately that seems to be when we all want to just drop everything mm-hmm. and we just want to look at people as the most important thing. Right. Right. It's before that, right. You know, every, or, or after too, it's well, the same right, thing. Like right. when you think about nine 11, the quote was never forget. And Sometimes you think we have forgotten because right after nine eleven there were no race there was no religion. It was it was just people who wanted to help other people, you know, and we you've gone a long way away from that sometimes I think, you know. No, absolutely. And and that's like I said, that's part of my message is don't wait for the tragedy. Right. You know, on the day to day, you know, just look, we're we're very quick to devalue each other. You know, it's like when you take a $20 bill, and have you ever seen that analogy? You crumple it up. You're still going to want it because it's worth 20 bucks because you, mm-hmm. you're going to fix it, straighten uh-huh. it out. Yeah. You see it laying in the dirt. You're going to pick it up and brush it off. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we Why aren't we quick to treat people like that? Right, because right. we're the most valuable commodity on the planet, but yet we're very quick to devalue each other just because of an opinion. Mm-hmm. And we're also quick to devalue ourselves when we make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it shouldn't be. It should always, everyone has their worth, you know, and we all come from all different walks of life and we all have something to offer each other, right? you know, and, and if we could just kind of, you know, approach it that way a little more, I think that, you know, things could be a little better. Right. I mean, I, I, I'd like to quote uh, our guests when they come mm-hmm. and spend some time with us on Power of Three. And one of the quotes here uh, that I can attribute to you is that uh, you said, I think people take it for granted that one little thing can change someone's day. And you've lived it and you, you see that um, one little thing has changed many people's lives. Yes. Um, <laughs> like I said, when I, when I see people posting things after I've come in contact with them, um, and even sometimes they'll just send me a private message and, and just say, like, there are a number of teachers that have changed how they teach their classroom now mm-hmm. after, after meeting me, you know, I mm, mean, that's great. Yeah. you know, and, and, and that, that is just, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's. <laughs> well, Tommy, at, at the start of our time together, we told you uh, that Richie and I felt very strongly about having people join us who have made a difference in the lives of others, and you have done that. And, and it's, it's an honor for me to, to meet you and to know uh, a little bit more about your story and how you are making a difference, not just in the Oceanside Rockville Center community, around the country and around the world. You're, you're, 
making a difference. New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, I I went to New Zealand and um it was uh it was a pretty incredible trip and again, you know, y- you get a little anxious cuz you're not really sure mm-hmm. when you get there how well received it's going to be. You know, here's this guy from New York, you know, like who's this guy Nikki? Right, right, you know, you right, don't right. know. Mm-hmm. Um but when I got there and and we started to meet people and before I left, people were posting things from there, mm-hmm. doing things in honor of the people, you know, you know, that were killed. And, and um, their, their biggest thing over there is we are one. That's right. their big motto in, mm-hmm. in New I Zealand. Remember, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and, you know, they really do try to live like that over there. And, what a great motto. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and look, you know. You still have you still have people. All it takes is one person, right, to to be loud and obnoxious, and and it, it makes it seem like that that's not their phrase, but it is, right, you know. And, right. and the majority of the people try to live that way, mm-hmm. you know, over there. And they were just wonderful, you know, and re- received me very well. Well, Richie and I spent some time doing some research. That's not something that I saw. I, I guess it wasn't that, that publicized that you were there. Or, well, or New Zealand, I... New Zealand was fairly new. Yeah. Um, I just when did I leave? Um, I mean, oh, I geez. guess that speaks to also. I mean, you, you're not you're not doing it for the publicity. You're no, doing it no. for all the right reasons. Yeah. But I just I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. I mean, it's just I, unbelievable. I, yeah. I mean, doing. I was strictly just doing it for New Zealand. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, right, that was right. it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what amazed me. Um, <sighs> The mosque where the majority of the people were killed, they had that place reopen in a week. Um, that alone amazed me. Mm-hmm. But then what they also had outside their mosque was a big sign that said, all are welcome. They wanted people of all walks of life to come in and say hello. Right. And wow. and if they felt like they wanted to, to pray with them. Mm-hmm. You know, we seem to have this uh, depiction of Muslims in our country, uh, maybe a little different perspective the way it's portrayed here. But I could tell you, the, you know, the, the core belief of their religion is that we are all brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. all of us. That, you know, it's, it's not about, you know, hurting people. Right, and right, it's, right. it's really not about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit, right. you know, and gave me a little different perspective, mm-hmm. you know, on. Uh, I guess that story brings our conversation full circle. When we started, we talked about believe there is good in the world, be the good. And the story that you just related about what happened in New Zealand and, and your experience there seems to definitely reinforce their belief that uh, there is good in the world, despite absolutely. what happened. Yes, Thank you, Tommy, for sharing your message with us. Thank you, Tommy. I can't appreciate thank you it. enough. Oh, no. <laughs> very, appreciate you we, asking me we, in. We, we both admire you very much, and you're inspirational to us and many, many others. Thank you. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'd like to re- remind you, our power of three listeners, that you can contribute to the overtime episode by submitting questions or comments to the voice message feature at anchor.fm or our email, rtwtmc 
at gmail.com. Thank you. And the Tony Award for Best Musical of 2019 is Town. Hearing that announcement on June 9th at Radio City Music Hall made the show's actors and directors brim with excitement. Fans of the show were ecstatic. Yet there are other people behind the scenes who put the pieces of a show together. They are the producers. One of those producers who deserves to be lauded for the success of Town is Larry Hirshhorn. Larry was overjoyed to hear those words that night, as he was for three other Broadway shows he produced that have won Tonys. Listen and enjoy this podcast as Larry takes us through the years on his journey as a formidable actor, a theater arts visionary, creative risk taker, and Broadway producer. Larry is admirable on so many levels. His lifetime of devotion to theater has made him one with a keen eye for talent and one who was adept in making the parts become whole. His passion, hard work, and exuberance for his role in current productions culminates in success in a form we all can enjoy. Tom and Richie enjoy this interview even more as Larry is a classmate of ours from Oceanside High School Class of 76. We saw his early work in musicals and dramas, including a riveting performance as Mr. Van Dam in The Diary of Anne Frank. To see the evolution of his body of work from high school to Ithaca College to Broadway production was heartwarming for us, and we also flat out enjoyed our conversation in the last we shared before, during, and after the interview. We hope you enjoy it too.